This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, everybody, and greetings from Miami, Florida. Welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The Black and Blue Report is on location today here in beautiful Miami as the Pelicans get set to take on the Miami Heat. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad you're with us. We're going to talk Pelicans basketball and Saints football both today uh, with the help of Daniel Salerson, of course, who's in Studio B back in New Orleans at the headquarters of uh, our two teams. Today here from Miami, it's a Wesley Wednesday. That means David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans here to talk about a two-game win streak for the New Orleans Pelicans and tonight's matchup against the Miami Heat and a Friday showdown with division rival Houston. Uh, two uh, very tough ball games still to go here this week for New Orleans. But a win yesterday over Portland, 177. Back that up with the win over Charlotte over the weekend, and New Orleans uh, seemingly is maybe starting to figure things out uh, here since the uh, trade deadline. So David Wesley to really share some good insight on that today and to talk about um, kind of the, some of the specifics about these past two games. Should be good stuff. And then on the Saints side today, uh, we get a chance to talk to Nick Fairley, who is back in the fold, signing a new free agent deal with the Saints after, a, I think, a very good year with the black and gold this past season. And Daniel Salerson will uh, have that visit for us today from Studio B. So lots to talk about, uh, including a little bit later, we'll talk about tonight's ball game uh, and the specifics against the Miami Heat and then what's still to come this week on the Black and Blue Report because we have more Saints free agents uh, signees to, uh, to, uh, to visit with, basically. So with that being said, let's take our first break here in Miami and uh, get right to our two good conversations today. Daniel Salerson and defensive tackle Nick Fairley of the New Orleans Saints after this. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward, 
and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-OCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. Time now to talk with Nick Fairley, who recently signed a four-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Nick, first of all, congratulations. Uh, how's it feel? Feels great. Feels great. I'm glad to be part. Glad we got it done, and I'm glad to be here. So, uh, how was this process like? Was it a simple, just I want to be here and make things happen sort of deal? Uh, yeah, you can yeah. kind of say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, when I left here last uh, season, right into the end of the season, I talked to a lot of guys, and I was like, man, this is the place I want to be. So whatever we gotta do, we need to get it done. So, so you took you signed a one year deal heading into last season. Yes, Did you feel like that was kind of a risk as far as you know a long term deal, or was that something that you said I wanted to prove myself before you yeah. know making? Any I would other say that, that that was something I would say. Uh, I really just wanted to prove myself to show up that like this is the kind of player you are gonna get in and out your locker room on the field, just a hard worker. And uh, I want to say I, I kind of accomplished a lot of things doing that, and I got a lot more that I want to accomplish. Now, I think you had a career high in tackles and sacks. Do yeah. you feel like this was your best year of your career so far? Uh, I would say that. I, I would say that was my, my most productive year of all. And uh, Like I said, I, I got more to give, and I know I can't wait to get out there on the field and get out there in April and start working out with the guys, seeing the guys in the locker room. I just can't wait. Yeah. Why Why was it such a productive year for you? What, what What was it maybe about what you did on the field that kind of made you so great this this season? Uh, I would say playing with more consistency, mm-hmm. being out there and just giving it all my each and every down, you know. Then I played with a lot of great guys on defense, you know, uh, just being able to go out there and just give them all and, Play my part and do my part in the defense, and uh, it worked out well for me. How much did uh, being close to home kind of, you know, taking a factor when you're from mm-hmm. Mobile, not too far away? Did that ha- make uh, this little decision a little easier? Uh, of course, mm-hmm. you know, being right there in Mobile, uh, Mobile native, uh, grew up Saints fan, you know, right there. Everybody in Mobile really Saints fan. So my sisters, brothers, my you know, saying nieces and nephews, my dad, everybody's gonna be able to come see me next year. And I can't wait. I was about to say, how much family do you have there, and how? Oh, everybody's really, <laughs> everybody's really in Mobile. Yeah. How many games did they get to see of you last year? Um, I would say everybody caught about nine games. Wow. <laughs> they even caught a away game. Now I'm sure last year, being on that one year contract, you had some extra motivation, mm-hmm. you know. So what is it? Your motivation now? You're you have a new deal with the team uh-huh. now. What what's next for you? Um. I feel like I still have to prove myself. You know, uh, like I said, I had the best year of my career last year, but I still, like I said, it's still more in, my, in me in the tank that I can give out. And I just want to prove that Nick Pratt is going to come out and bust his butt, each and every down, and he's going to give it all. So what do you want to work on as far as maybe something on the field that maybe you said, man, I did good last year, but maybe I can do better? Uh, I would say my pass rush, being consistent with that, getting out of the pass uh, that's something I've been working on all season already. Just, you know what I'm saying, working on technique and trying to get to the, uh, the quarterback. He's never down whenever they pass it. You had a full year under Dennis Allen as defensive coordinator. Uh, how was it getting adjusted to that, and how do you think you all did? Uh, it was great. You know, uh, DA's a great guy, great coach. You know, uh, good with the players. You know, he's, he's, he basically takes us in, and he kind of, this is what we're going to do on defense, and everybody bought in, and it's, it's kind of good to have that coach that, you know, say everybody on the defense respects him. And he, we know he's putting in the work, so that makes us want to put in a whole lot of work. 
Now you also had Sheldon Rankins, who mm-hmm. the team drafted, um, missed the first few games with the injury. But how do you think he came along? Came along great. Came along real great. Uh, he ended up season real good. Uh, I can't wait to get back out there. Like I said, it's April with him and working on a lot of things just to get out there because we know we're going to be out there. We just just can't wait to get out there and get it going. Do you see that as a big brother, little brother type of situation, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> easing his way into there that you kind of been able to help him down the road? Uh, I wouldn't say big brother, yeah. little brother, but I would say we're we going to go in there. We're going to kind of wreck some habit in that thing. There's a little bit also competition-wise, you know, you have down there uh, with it? Nah, I wouldn't really. say competition. Yeah. I think we're going to compete and make each other better. I would say that. So what are what are your offseason plans uh, for the rest of the summer? Whether it's on the field, off the field, you got any vacations lined up, trying to relax, or is it all getting ready for the next season? Uh, I actually just been relaxing now that this is said and done. I think I'm gonna take me a nice vacation, let okay. my hair down for a little bit before we come back to go to work. Do you feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulder, just that it's finally done here? Uh, I would say that just finally being able to get a free agency out of the way, being able to come here where I want to be, and uh. I just can't wait to get it going. I know you, we talked about what's next for you as far as your motivation, but do you have any goals mm-hmm. set for you already for next year or what you even want to accomplish during this off season as far as getting better on the field? Um, get in the best shape. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've been working on my pass rush, and that's something that I'm going to harp on this shit, trying to get to the pass a lot more. Even if I don't sack him, just being able to put pressure on him effective. That's something I'm going to try to get at. So how do you how do you work on your pass rush during the offseason? Like how, what is it just drills that you yeah, do? Is it It's basically just working with drills, uh working with handbags, working with my feet, work, you know, with jump ropes and ladders, just keeping my quickness down, my hand eye coordination, you know, trying to beat blocks and certain things like that. Yeah. Before I let you go, I, yeah. I forgot to mention that you are from Mobile, but also DeMarcus Cousins on the right. Pelican side is from Mobile. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to talk to him about that a little bit? Have you been able uh, to see him here at the facility yet? Not actually. Uh, I, since he signed, I haven't seen him, but I can't wait to uh, see him and tell him congratulations. You know, he signed there, and I can't wait to go watch him, actually. <laughs> so do you have any connections with him before as far as knowing him before uh, any of this? No, not really. Just yeah. been from the same hometown, you know, how that goes. You know, same hometown, you get the know each other by uh, everybody talking and like that. Yeah. So you said you wanted to see him play. Are you a big Pelicans fan? Do you go to a lot of games or try to go to some games? Yeah, I've been in since last year. I know I went to five, so I can't wait to catch some more. Good deal. That's yes, Nick sir. Fairley. Welcome, uh, I guess to say welcome back. Yes, say. Nice to have yeah. you on again. Yeah. Glad to be back. Glad All right. Back. We'll be back after these messages. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. We're in the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Houston Rockets Friday, March 17th. Bring your whole clan and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with the Pels. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. It's a new hotel lobby for us on a Wesley Wednesday. Welcome to Miami, everybody, and with David Wesley. 
analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, former NBAer. Uh, I'm Sean Kelly as we continue on the Black and Blue Report for this Wednesday. We've never been to this hotel here in Miami before, David, so new setting for us. You know what, what's weird is I'm trying to think, have I, have I been to Miami in my five years? That wasn't a back-to-back. We missed the last. We missed last year because of uh, it was a Christmas Day game. We didn't do the game. It was on national TV. And then we two years ago we flew in at like we got in at three from the Indiana debacle, or maybe that was three years ago. Who knows? But anyway, it hasn't been a. We haven't had a trip to Miami where you could like walk and, and take in some sun. No, we we got into the hotel about three o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Um, and you're right. We did have a schedule that was going to have us here for two days several years back, and then we got snowed in in Indianapolis and, and missed the whole opportunity. But you're right, that's it. We we flash into Miami and we flash out. It's our only visit here because they're in the Eastern Conference. Um, so, yeah, so we're looking outside right now. The bay is just off in the distance. It'd sure be nice to go for that walk today. It would be, except for I'm sleepy. <laughs> All I want to do is go to back to, back to bed. But I uh, got work to do and uh, get ready for the game tonight. For just the fifth time this season, we're talking about back-to-back wins for the New Orleans Pelicans. The last two games have been, I think, fun to watch. They've been really fun. They, they've really, hopefully, kind of turned a corner. You see some posit- positives out there, guys contributing back-to-back games where, I want to say, six guys in double figures. So you get that kind of production on the offensive side and with the way they've really locked in. I mean, I thought they did a good job in Charlotte, but defensively last night was a thing of, of, of beauty. You know, that I'm glad that you brought that up because I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about today and my brain was all over the place because of our sleep deprivation, but the one thing I did want to talk about today was defense because the numbers would tell us that it's vastly improved this year. Last night reminded us of that. What is it about the Pelicans' defense, the way they're going about it, what they're doing well on the defensive end that has been noticeable to you? Well, last night and, and the Charlotte game, they were locked in. You saw guys in the right place, tagging cutters, uh, getting to rollers, helping the helper, you know, all those things. But you saw the effort, the energy on the defense. People were flying around. You know, I saw Solomon Hill do some things last night where I kept repeating his name. Oh, nice body position on that play. Um you know, he didn't quit on – he got beat, but he didn't quit, end up getting a deflection. Hands high, active, um, good talk out there. All those things seem to be working and kind of going together. And even the fact that Wayne Seldon was in there for the first time, he was in the right places. So you know he knows where to be. He plays with effort and – they look good, even though they had a new guy in the starting lineup. It's very interesting, very interesting. Offensively, that two-guard position, speaking of Wayne Selwyn, has been a problem. Hollis Thompson first, I think over eight starts, wasn't shooting the ball well. They tried out Selden last night. Um, he missed a couple shots. Look, it was his NBA debut. I can't, I can't imagine what he felt, uh, you know, as that ball went in the air to start the game. That position, though, has been, been a bit of an issue since the trade deadline. It has, uh, but the perimeter, other guys have been a bit of an issue. You know, um, it has to, it has to, you have to find your spots. And it looks like guys like Dante Cunningham, last two games, starting to find a rhythm. Uh, Solomon Hill, when he drives, he's good. I mean, he, he drives the basketball 
he gets the rest of his game going. I like when he shoots one or two threes as opposed to all his shots being threes, which is what was happening before the, the trade deadline and, and probably since. So um, if he can kind of keep that up, then he's involved. Um, and then Etwan Moore, he's just kind of steady right there, come in, knock down a few shots, does what he does. But, you know, I, I think when you get all those guys involved and those guys start finding their spots, this team could be looked at a little bit different. And maybe they don't have enough to, to make this five games up. But they d- certainly have something that they can build on and work on and look forward to going into the next season. David Wesley here with us. I hope folks watched the game last night on Fox Sports New Orleans. Or if they were unable to, perhaps caught SportsCenter's top ten plays yesterday. Because I need to bring up the alley-oop dunk from Cousins to Davis. And it won't translate well on a podcast unless you've seen it. But... For those who have seen it, and maybe we can help describe it, the the little high-low action there, Cousins lobbing to the rim, Davis catches basically facing the passer, so the back of his head is to the rim. And mid-flight, he not only catches the ball, but turns a complete 180 and throws down a two-hand dunk. It it was as cool as I've seen in a long time in the NBA. Well, it's it's probably the second-best dunk I've seen when it comes to almost – making it up seemingly after you jump. I, I played against a guy, and, I, and I'll never remember his name. It was my first year out of college. I played in junior college. And this guy caught the ball, and it looked like in midair. It was behind him. And he was coming in from the wing. It was behind him. He turns around, somehow catches the ball, and dunks it backwards. It was, it was amazing. I was like, how did he even do that? And that seemed like what Anthony Davis did last night. That was after he rolled his ankle. We didn't think he was coming back. You weren't thinking he was doing any twisting or turning. He wanted to do straight lines only. And perfect pass, only where Anthony could get it. And he catches it, and no way you're thinking he's dunking this. No way you're thinking he's doing, I guess, a 180 and dunking it. And it he brought it home. It was beautiful. It, 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 it looks so smooth, too. Sometimes when you get a bad feed or whatever, you can see kind of a herky-jerky or a scramble to kind of finish the play. I, there was, it was as if they had rehearsed it a thousand times. Yeah, it certainly looked planned because, I mean, it, didn't, it, it was smooth. And it was fun to watch. And it comes in a game where, you know, like I said, he goes out. He doesn't have great numbers by his standards, but – 15 and 15 and three blocks is a lot of people would take that, you know, and, you know, you got while he was out, you saw DeMarcus take over a little bit, drive the basketball, get to the paint. Um, I think Drew is starting to maybe find something here. Hopefully he can keep building, keep building, get kind of back to where he was. Um, There's some signs there. I was just going to ask you, I know it's only two games, but – but bottom line is this. Are they starting to figure it out? You hope so. Um, again, you, you talk about that two-guard spot. What's going to develop out of that? Is Wayne Selden going to take this opportunity, which I love these types of little stories where yeah. you get that opportunity and you just you just jump in two feet and just say, it's mine. Um, and it's there for the taking. So, um, again, you, you got a good defensive team in Miami. 
another good test, another good test, a hot team. Yes, they lost their last game, but, um, you know, defense, fourth quarter, the stats aren't lying for these guys. They, they turned it around and turned it around big. Yeah. By the way, we can't have this conversation if we don't bring up Jordan Crawford, can we? Double figures each time out so far since he signed a 10-day contract. You know, and, and this, is, this is really good. Everybody that, anybody that's been in the D-League or like I was in the CBA, when you leave and go get an opportunity, you're thinking, I never want to go back there. In his case, he plays in the league. Then he's out, and he's in the D-League, and he's thinking, I don't want to be here. And what it looks like is he's been given an opportunity, and he's saying, I'm not going back there. And he is – last night I said on the telecast, he missed a free throw. Okay, he's human. Because that's about the only thing he's done wrong since he's been here. I mean, he has made good decisions. He's taken – Good shots by his standards. Some of them look a little forced, but they're going in. He's making the three ball. He's driving the basketball. He's got some nice passes. They had him out at point guard for a little bit. Like, he's he's been doing a marvelous job. And, uh, you know, I think it's exactly kind of what the Pelicans needed was that guy who could come off the bench and consistently give you a spark. Set me straight here, and I think I'm just going to back up what you just said, but I don't think the Pelicans win these last two. I don't think they're competitive this upcoming weekend without that guy. That's that's what's changed with this team in a lot of ways. Yeah, and you never know. You never really know where those things are coming from. His things are tangible. The way he plays, how he plays, he, he's adequate enough on defense. He's in the right places, those kind of things. Um, but you never know where these – I mean, you look at Charlotte – a guy like Cody Zeller goes out of their lineup and they lose or win three out of 18 or 19 games. He's not the guy, but these little pieces, these little, they matter uh, in the big scheme of things. And Jordan Crawford is one of those guys that has made, had an effect on the game each and every night he's been out there. And he really matters. And yes, certainly I don't think they win these games without him. So is he – obviously he's a shot maker, but is he contagious? Is it rubbing off on others? Yeah, it could. It could. You know, when you see the ball going through the basket, when you get big shots, those are energy boosts. Um, and when you – and on the other side of that, when you're missing a lot of shots, they can take away your energy. They can take away your fire. Therefore, that shows up in the whole game, defensively, offensively, running the floor. So you're getting big baskets. You're getting at the end of shot clock – buckets going in you're energized you go down on defense you want to get a stop so that's that's certainly contagious throughout the team and and other guys you know and even Solomon Hill man I I, I gotta say th- these last two games have been like his best because it, and, and he shot the ball in two or three games from outside better but the way he's playing these are energetic plays that that are contagious and I like the way he's playing. All right. Very good. By the way, we haven't seen the Miami Heat in almost three months. They started the season, I want to say, 11-30. and 30, mm-hmm. And now, 21-5 and five since. And all of a sudden, I look at this game completely different than I would have, you know, even, even a month and a half ago. 
I think everybody's looking at it different. I think everybody's looking at them different. And, you know, they're, they're, it's a shame it took them so long to kind of kick it in gear. Um, but they've got it going in the right direction. And when you got a guy like Whiteside who's putting up those kind of numbers, he's not the scorer. He's not the guy who can put it on the floor and take it coast to coast like Anthony Davis. But he's a beast on the boards, and you get him in his spots – He's delivering. So when, when you got a guy like that that's kind of down there, and it's, and it's funny to talk about bigs in this guard league. You know, it, it's nice that you still have a few bigs that can go out there and really dominate the game and, and, and be a, effective like, like Whiteside has been. I've watched a little bit of them, and here's the only thing that I can decipher. And my, my uh, basketball acumen is like, you know, down here. <laughs> Yours is up, way up here. But it sure looks like, Miami really wants you to scramble defensively. And then when the chaos happens and you are flying by a pump fake or you are out of position, they're either changing sides of the floor or they're spacing you and, and firing the three. How do, you, how do you then keep from taking the bait, <laughs> you know, to, to just rapidly go after them and kind of be cool here, I guess? Well, again, game plan preparation is everything. If you're locked in – you know what they're trying to do. You know you have to play both sides because they swing the basketball. You know certain guys pretty much pump fake every time, and you got to be aware of that. And and I think that's what made the Pelicans so good these last two games is you saw bigs up on pick and rolls. We can't let Lillard and, and, and McCollum come off screen and roll and be wide open. Those are the same kinds of things that – when you have a team that's rolling offensively, you have to be locked in. And, you know, the floor was, you know, was crowded on drives. They were getting out the shooters. They were making the right people shoot, knowing who you want to leave open, what rotations you want to make. All those things are important. And, you know, this team is playing well, and you have to pay attention. Pelicans coming in on back-to-back, get in late. That can't be an excuse if they're going to give themselves a chance to, to chase down these last five games. Yeah, uh, it be a real, real tough, tough test tonight, that's for sure. Oh, by the way, Friday's going to be pretty difficult, too. Just We're running out of time, I know, but um, give me a quick thought on the Rockets uh, as to who they are and, <laughs> and what, the, what the Pelicans are up against on Friday. Well, um, they're up against a team that they haven't been within 20 of, so <laughs> it's, 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 it hasn't been pretty. James Harden leading – their charge, obviously, and MVP, probably the MVP. Um, he's been close uh, before, and, and I think this is going to be his year. If if he doesn't have to compete with Westbrook actually getting a triple-double for the whole season. So um, spread the floor. They may shoot 30, 40, 53s in a night. Um and then they have those energy guys that'll run down the long rebound. They have the ability to get out in transition. Uh, all those things you have to contend with. And then when all else fails, James Harden is going to knock down a big bucket and break your heart. So tough team. And, and the Pelicans haven't, like I said, they haven't been very close. And they have to find a way to slow that machine down. Yeah. Well, let's end with good news um, or a good note. I think that you and I were in agreement last week with 17 to go. 
that the Pelicans probably had to go 13-4 and four to legitimately make uh, the eighth seed. Well, they're 2-0 and oh since our conversation. <laughs> and so that's, that's a step in the right direction. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Jen Hale last night on the plane about that very same thing. You know, we've almost felt like they had an impossible task. And then you see these two games and, you go, and the eyebrow goes up and you're saying. Just a little. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, you see what they're capable of. And it, it does make you think, well, that style wins now. Let's let's kind of keep it real here. Charlotte had three more wins. Portland has four more wins. So they're not beating necessarily, you know, the the beast of the league or anything. So, you know, th- this will be a good test. This team, again, not record-wise that many more wins than the Pelicans, but they're playing well. Gorn's out. Is that going to have an effect on Miami? Maybe. So, but they've had three days to practice. So, you know, they could have kind of righted the ship a little bit. But, yeah, the eyebrow's up, and we'll see. Okay. Fair enough. Enjoy your partial visit to Miami. <laughs> it, it, Twelve hours. <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, David Wesley tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans with Jen Hale and Joe Myers. Radio broadcast as well. Details on that before we wrap up today's podcast. That'll do it from this hotel lobby. More from Miami in just a moment. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The future is bright for your New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. Those locking in their seats by Friday, March 31st, will take advantage of the price freeze and also receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. I hope you enjoyed our visits today with Nick Fairley and David Wesley. Two great conversations on a Wednesday here. The Ides of March um, tonight at the American Airlines Arena. It's the Pelicans and the Miami Heat. 6.30 Central time for the broadcast on Fox Sports New Orleans and the New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, Both entities will get you ready for the game starting at 6 p.m. Central with uh, their various pregame shows. So we'll look forward to that. Hopefully the Pelicans can make it three in a row, perhaps even a season sweep of the Miami Heat, and then get set for a homestand that starts Friday against the Houston Rockets. Still to come this week, we have visits scheduled with Alex Okafor, who signed his new free agent contract yesterday with the New Orleans Saints. The new outside linebacker is an engaging visit, and we'll share that with you. And we also have uh, other free agent signees to talk to you uh, about. Uh, Chris Banjo, obviously, on the special team side. 
and more as well. Uh, those visits will take us through Thursday and Friday. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. is in that group of interviews that we need to share with you. So stay with us all week long here on the Black and Blue Report. It's no appointment radio. It's usually yours about noon central time uh, each and every weekday. Sometimes a little bit later, uh, sometimes a little bit earlier, depending on the availability of our guest. But uh, after that, it's yours, of course, for free at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com. Uh, downloadable on iTunes. You can get it through the TuneIn Radio app on the New Orleans Saints channel. Uh, and so very, very, very easy to consume. Uh, if you go through iTunes and you just hit subscribe, it downloads to your mobile device each and every day, and then you can pick it up wherever you need to, um, in the car on the way home, uh, perhaps while working out. Um, again, it's, it, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. We hope that we're delivering good guests for you. Certainly this week we're getting to know a lot about our newest Saints, and that's been a fun series for sure. For Daniel Salerson, for Nick Fairley, and for David Wesley, I'm Sean Kelly, and we'll say so long from Miami. Go Pelicans tonight! Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.